Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. One final football full circle on this Football Friday for your week here on Sports Grid Radio and Sirius XM Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens alongside Scott Wetzel on this Football Friday. And Scott, the focus of today's show is going to be that sophomore improvement, a second-year bump for young starting quarterbacks around the National Football League based on what we saw out of Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals last season reaching the Super Bowl champions of the AFC. Are there any teams out there in the NFL this year where that might be a similar scenario? Scott, glad to be with you here on this Football Friday. What's going on, Ben? How are you? You sound a little uh, under the weather there. You got a little little sore throat there? A little, uh, I just choked up with the, uh, the, the, uh, the Rangers losing last night. Oh, no, I'm feeling good. The voice is feeling nice. I feel lovely. I'm sorry okay. that you hear uh, a little oh, something about my connection, Ed. Uh, yeah, okay, maybe, maybe so. Yeah, maybe <laughs> yeah, someone with the Wi-Fi, Wetzel. We got to get that figured out. Yeah, I got to reboot my my computer here. I think so. Uh, yeah, I don't know if we're gonna get another team that's gonna go as far as Burrow did with the Bengals. Uh, but you know, you might get some improvement, right? I mean, you think you get that second year? The Chicago Bears with, with Justin Fields is the one that comes to mind automatically, right? I mean, that that would be the one that maybe they take the new head coach and everything division that's kind of in flux right now with the with Green Bay. I think Green Bay's gonna uh, not be bad, uh, but I think they're gonna come back to the pack a little bit. You don't know what you're getting out of. The the Lions or Vikings so the Bears to me Ben would be the one that I would circle right away and the idea here is right the Bengals who won four games in Joe Burrow's rookie year in 2020 had a team win total entering 2021 of six and a half they had the third longest odds to win the Super Bowl at 120 uh, to one in the preseason to get to that point to hoist the Lombardi trophy the only teams that had worse odds were the Jets and the Lions at that point entering the 2021 season are we saying there's a team out there that is going to win their conference championship Championship and represent that conference in the Super Bowl? Maybe not to that degree, but is there a team like Scott just laid out for Chicago that could have a great deal of improvement with their quarterback now entering year number two? Wetzel, I have been a huge fan always of Justin Fields based on what he did at Ohio State. Never understood in the draft process why he was so overlooked and all of those weird ideas of him playing baseball or his throwing motion or his lack of commitment to learning things in the film room 
room, all that seemed to be debunked, why it kept him from being the second quarterback selected. Because behind Trevor Lawrence, also entering his second year in the NFL, it often seemed it was one in 1A, and yet Justin Fields goes 11th overall to Chicago in the 2021 NFL draft. So you think the Bears, with Justin Fields, and a new head coach in Matt Eberflus, a new offensive coordinator in Luke Getzey as well in Chicago, have that ability to make the jump. Their team win total is six and a half. I'm guessing you're leaning over that number. Yeah, I do like the over on that one. Six and a half. I, I still think, I know it sounds crazy, Ben, but I still think the boys in Vegas forget that there's an extra game. Yeah, I, I think they still think it's based on, I, I tell you, I saw so many over-unders last year, and I said, do these guys realize there's 17 games and not 16? I, I mean, you know, for the Bears to go under, the Bears are going to go 6-11. and 11. I, I, you know, in that division where, again, you know, every game is going to be winnable, even, you know, maybe not, maybe not at Green Bay. And we all know how Aaron Rodgers plays against the Bears. But, you know, they're more than capable of beating the, the Lions a couple of times, home, road, Vikings a couple of times. I mean, that eases the schedule up a little bit when you can win your division games. Uh, I like, yeah, with the new head coach, I was down on Matt Nagy, you know, kind of like uh, your, your boy, mm-hmm. Beth, your Joe there. I mean, I was not a Nagy fan at all. So I think it's addition by subtraction with him not being there. Uh, yeah, I, I like the Bears. Patriots would be the other one, you know, with, with, with Mac Jones, you know. Right. And it will evaluate some of those other second-year yeah. quarterbacks in a way because Mac Jones, obviously, in an organization that has had much more success of reaching the postseason than maybe some of these others, like Zach Wilson and the New York Jets in recent years. Of course, Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars that we'll get into in just a minute here. But the very bright football mind of Warren Sharp has a great way of ranking strength of schedule for this upcoming 2022 season. It formula- formulates projected team win totals of the opponents in the 17 weeks of this NFL season, 18 total weeks and 17 games to determine what is the hardest strength of schedule or the easiest. And right now, based on who the Bears play and when they play them, Chicago has the fourth easiest schedule, according to Warren Sharp, based on that projected win total data that we have for 2022. So it would make sense then if they have the fourth easiest schedule to win just seven football games. You're not even talking a 500 football team right now just to win seven games would stand to check out. So, Scott, you've mentioned the NFC North division, and that's a reason why the Bears might be able to have some success in year number two of Justin Fields. The Bears actually now have the longest odds in that division at plus 950, even behind the Lions, who are plus 850. Should Chicago be behind Detroit? No, I don't think anybody should be behind Detroit. This guy must have been drunk when he put this thing together. What are you, you know? What are you kidding me? The Bear, and you look at the Bears' schedule. Now I'm sure Detroit plays a lot of these similar teams, but I just think the Bears are a lot better. That's all. They have the Giants. They got the Texans on the schedule. They got the Jets on the schedule. They got the Falcons on the schedule. Um, you know, they got their usual toughies, but boy, they, they got a lot of games. Obviously, Detroit twice on the schedule, Philadelphia at home, and I don't think the Eagles are that good. There's that, a lot of winnable games on that Bears schedule. And that would be a huge reason to go over six and a half. Yep. And their team win total is plus 950, enough value to entice. We'll discuss that next in the NFC North and for the other second year quarterbacks here on Football Full Circle on Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Scott Wetzel and Ben Stevens. Welcome back to Football Full Circle on this Friday live right here on Sports Grid Radio and Sirius XM Channel 159. He is Scott Wetzel. I am Ben Stevens. And we're looking at second-year quarterbacks right now in the NFL, about to enter their second campaign in the National Football League and what that might mean for team success. Scott highlighted Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears, a new regime in Chicago, a new general manager now in Ryan Poles, a new head coach in Matt Eberflus. A new offensive coordinator for Justin Fields and that Bears attack as well as Luke Getze comes over from Green Bay sticking in the division. Scott, are you interested at all in Chicago at plus 950 to win the NFC North? Obviously, the division is not maybe all that great outside of Green Bay. Do you think Chicago can make a run at the divisional crown or will it just help them in getting over their team win total of six and a half? You know, I'd take a flyer, Ben, at 950. That's that's a monster number. You generally don't see those kind of numbers, you know, for division uh, wins. So, uh, not wins, but winning the division. So, uh, you know, the Lions, they could obviously be better than. The Vikings are just the Vikings. They're they're always just stuck in mud, uh, even with a new head coach. You know, is Green Bay going to come back to the pack a little bit? I think they are. I I really think they're going to miss, what's-his-face, the wide receiver there a whole lot. Devontae Adams. Yeah, Devontae Adams, right. And I, and I just think paying Aaron Rodgers all that money, I, I just can't help but think there's just a bit of him that's just like, okay, I got my money. I'm not, I'm never winning another Super Bowl. If I didn't win last year, I'm not winning this year. And, uh, you know, maybe the shock of the world that they come back to the pack here a little bit. So, Scott, do you think that it's Devontae Adams that helped Aaron Rodgers to a two-time Super, not Super Bowl, but two-time back-to-back MVP awards in the last two seasons? Or do you think it's Aaron Rodgers that potentially helped Devontae Adams go cash in on that big payday from the Las Vegas Raiders? Or can both live in harmony? Can Devontae still be great out in the desert and Aaron Rodgers and the Packers still find success? I think Devontae Adams will be better in the desert than uh, than Rodgers will with Green Bay. He, he's gotcha. thrown to a bunch of nobodies, Joe. Or a bad. I mean, just, just, you know, um, I, I don't know why. That, that is going to be one of the miss, most misrun organizations that have had success that I think I could ever you know, come up with is the Green Bay Packers. Why they never go out there and get him legitimate wide receivers and he's got to be thrown to the Alan Lazards uh, of the world and the St. Browns of the world. These guys suck. 
Are you kidding me? Dude, I, I would be shocked. This guy had 123 receptions last year, Devontae Adams. 123. The next highest guy was a running back, Aaron Jones. The next one receiver was 40. Less than a third of what Adams had. 40 for Alan Lazard. I mean, and now you're throwing away those 123. You think you, you, you move guys into a number one slot like Adams was, they're not all of a sudden going to get that kind of production. They may get more than they had last year. I think Aaron Rodgers is in for a rude awakening. Uh, I got a feeling he knows it. I think the Green Bay Packers front office is in for a rude awakening. So, and, and, not, and the other thing is, Ben, I would take any team that I, if I can get nine and a half to one odds, like I'm getting here with the Bears, I would take any team that I think can be the second best team in that division with those kind of odds because all it takes is one Aaron Rodgers injury and now all of a sudden the Bears are the best team in the division. If you think the Bears are or versus the Vikings or whoever. Yeah, I don't know if the Bears are the second best team in the NFC North right now. I think what Minnesota has done, yes, Kirk Cousins has his limitations, but enough of disposal on that offensive side of the football maybe to make a run with a plus 280 price to win that division. The Packers are still a heavy favorite at minus 170 in odds on minus money favorite to win the NFC North with a team win total for Green Bay this year at 10.5 at minus 145, the juice to the over. So an indication or an expectation at least from the odds makers that Green Bay is still an 11 win football team. We'll see how that pans out over 17 games in the 2022 NFL season. You could argue to the contrary of what Scott was saying there. You take away the 123 receptions for Devontae Adams. Maybe that presents opportunities for guys like Equinamia St. Brown or for Al Lazard who is not at mandatory minicamp by the way or Sammy Watkins who they acquired this offseason. Maybe the rookie out of North Dakota State and Christian Watkins. Aaron Rodgers will have to find those guys and utilize them a little bit better this year in the absence of Devontae Adams. So, Scott, as we continue to go through some of these second-year quarterbacks looking to take that leap here now in year number two, let's focus on the AFC in the first two picks from the 2022 NFL Draft. Trevor Lawrence with the Jacksonville Jaguars, a new head coach there in Doug Peterson. Their team win total six and a half, the under a slight bit more juice at minus 125, and then Zach Wilson with the New York Jets. Their team went total a game less than that at five and a half, although the over, pretty hefty juice for the win total for the Jets, minus 160. So both in that ballpark maybe of six to seven games, Scott, who do you think has a better 2022 NFL season? Jacksonville with Trevor Lawrence or New York with Zach Wilson? That's a close one, uh, but I would go Jacksonville with Trevor Lawrence, although I don't think either one's getting their total. Uh, I, you know, you got to show me seven wins out of Jacksonville. Uh, I, I got to see that, right? Uh, although I, I will say this, you know, they did have a weird year last year that they did beat Buffalo that went to the postseason. They did beat Indianapolis, which kept them from the postseason, and they did beat the Jets or the Dolphins, which you know, if you look back, really kind of kept them from going to the postseason. So they had a kind of weird, quirky little thing there, but I, I think the Jaguars are set up for, for success more than the Jets. I I, have, I didn't see anything out of Zach Wilson that makes me think all of a sudden he's going to be an NFL quarterback. Maybe, but he, he's got a lot to prove, whereas at least Lawrence showed a little bit, and maybe you could write off the craziness Ben of last year with Urban Meyer and everything else. Uh, you know, that, that was just a nutso situation, right? They can't help but be better this year. So I, I would go with Jacksonville with that win and Trevor Lawrence uh, being the better of the two quarterbacks. 
I was fade Urban Meyer and thus the Jacksonville Jaguars at all costs last year. In the preseason, I loved Jacksonville's alternate team total of four and a half, taking the under at plus 240, and that was never within any single bit of doubt. However, I have almost flipped my thinking on the Jags this year with Trevor Lawrence in year two with a much brighter offensive mind with Doug Peterson as his head coach, and the Jags have actively tried to have that productive offseason to add those tools for Trevor Lawrence to utilize in bringing Christian Kirk over for a big contract, but still adding in some more of those offensive pieces, bolstering up the offensive line as well, and a rather good draft for Jacksonville in the 2022 NFL draft as well. So I don't know if they're going to get over six and a half. I think it's a really, really fair number right now. I could see them as a seven, maybe eight win football team, but probably not much more than that, and it wouldn't shock me by the same side of that argument to be five or a six win football team for Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence took a lot of flack last year for 17 interceptions tied for the most in the National Football League. However, a lot of those, if you look through the numbers, are when Jacksonville is behind and he's having to throw the football at all costs. I think if they can be a little bit more successful in terms of being competitive in football games, some of that onus is taken off Trevor Lawrence. His running mate from Clemson, Travis Etienne, who missed all of last year with an injury he suffered before the year got underway, is now back. Maybe that can be a factor for the Jacksonville offense as well. When you play in the AFC South right now, there's not a clear best team. The Colts are the favorites to win the division at minus 105, but Indianapolis hasn't won in Jacksonville in Duval County since 2014, which we saw on full display to end out week 18 last year when the Colts just needed a win to get in the postseason were a 15-point favorite on the road in Jacksonville and the Jags won that game outright by two scores. So maybe there's a win there. You play the Texans who have a team win total of four entering this 2022 NFL season. Four and a half, excuse me, to all of you Texans backers out there. But still, there is some opportunity, I think, Scott, for the Jags to compile some wins within their own division, find a couple of more outside of that. Trevor Lawrence takes that leap in year number two and maybe Jacksonville challenges for a little plus money to the over of their win total at six and a half. The Jets also had a productive offseason, but I'm not sure it gets more than six or seven wins, especially in the AFC East with Buffalo as a heavy odds on favorite. And I don't think the Patriots or the Dolphins are going to be teams to just roll over either. Well, look at the New England Patriots with second year quarterback Mac Jones up next here on Football Full Circle. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Scott Wetzel and Ben Stevens. We continue our conversation about quarterbacks now entering year number two of their NFL careers and what that might mean for their organizations entering the 2022 NFL season. It's football full circle on this Friday. Sirius XM, Channel 159, the Sports Grid Radio Network. I am Ben Stevens alongside Scott Wetzel on this Friday. And Scott, there's two quarterbacks that are technically only going to be in their second year, but a part of organizations that have much higher expectation than that of the Bears or the Jags or the Jets. That would be the New England Patriots, a playoff team last year in 2021, and the San Francisco 49ers, a playoff team that not only made the NFC postseason but got all the way to the NFC Championship game and had a late lead over the Rams before Los Angeles came back going to Super Bowl 56 in which they ultimately claimed that Lombardi trophy. Let's start in the AFC with New England. It's year number two for Mac Jones, who was a part of that Offensive Rookie of the Year award race for most of the year before Jamar Chase kind of opened it up a little bit in the later half of the NFL season. The Pats team win total this year is only eight and a half. It's pretty even juice on both sides. The over at minus 115, the under at minus 105. What can we expect out of Mac Jones of the Patriots in 2022? I think uh, Ben, out of all the quarterbacks, I think he's the mystery one. You know, people didn't want to buy into him to begin with, slipped in the draft, uh, didn't put up monster numbers, propped to the Patriots. Uh, one game looked good, next game looked awful, uh, looked awful, obviously, in a playoff game. So, uh, you know, wh- wh- what is the real Mac Jones? The mystery surrounds uh, the NFL quarterbacks to me, I think, is, is him. You know, some will say up, some will say down. So, I'm going to say up. You know, just because it's New England, you know, they got the Jets on the schedule twice. Obviously, they got the Bears. They got the Lions both at home. Those are going to be wins, right? So there's four right there. Um, you know, it, it's not a daunting schedule, but, uh, you know, you know, you're going to get a split out of Miami, right? So there's five. Maybe they get a split out of Buffalo, but I, I'm leaning more towards, okay, the, it's the Patriots. It's Belichick. I, I know they got a defensive guy supposedly now calling plays on offense and Matt Patricia. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Somehow or another, the Patriots will make it all work out. So I'm going to side on him progressing and be even better than uh, than last year. A dismal playoff performance against the Buffalo Bills, but we really can't take that away. Yeah, Yeah, that was a very nice way of putting it. Indeed, the Buffalo Bills were perfect (laughs) in that game, scoring on all seven of their offensive possessions. A touchdown on all seven of them against the New England Patriots. But what's so interesting, Scott, is the Pats were a 10-win team in Mac Jones' rookie season, and yet the expectation is they take a step back, at least based on the odds, instead of taking that step forward with a quarterback now with much more experience in the NFL and entering year number two. It's only eight and a half for that win total. And maybe that's because of the perception of the AFC and maybe the AFC East. The Buffalo Bills are minus 180 to win that division right now. It's the best odds of any team in any division.
division within the AFC. Both the Pats and the Dolphins, the Dolphins, as Scott laid out earlier, weren't all that far away from maybe a postseason berth as a wild card team in the AFC. But both New England and Miami tied for the second best price in the AFC East at plus 400. Scott, there's a very large gap there between where Buffalo is at minus 180 and even where the Pats and the Finns find themselves with the second best odds. Do you think there should be that large of a gap within the AFC East? Probably, yeah, uh, because Buffalo is head and shoulders above everybody, right? So I, I don't mind that one. Uh, but this goes back to what I said, uh, you know, Ben, about them not realizing their 17 games. You know, when you say eight and a half, you know, normally, all right, so that means you got to go nine and seven. Gee, are they going to go nine and seven? Uh, you know, maybe not. But in order for them to lose at eight and a half, they have to be under 500. They got to go eight and nine. You're telling me with a straight face, a Bill Belichick led team is going to go under 500? I got to see that to believe it. I just, uh, you know, the, the AFC's got the one extra road game this year, so they benefited last year, AFC team. They flip-flop back and forth, so the NFC has the extra home game this year. But I, I don't think they're going to go under 8.5. I, I actually like that. I think that's going to be one of my better plays. I, 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 like I said, I got to see that to believe that they're yeah. going to be that bad this year. I mean, listen, winning nine games this year, especially within the AFC, is by no means a guarantee you are going to be nope, a postseason right. team or even in the hunt for a wild card spot within the AFC with how competitive the AFC West is going to be, potentially the AFC North, and some others that will factor into the wild card race as well. But just because you might not make the postseason with nine wins doesn't mean you can't cash a ticket on that team win total. Still using Warren Sharp's projected win total schedule, strength of schedule rankings the pats have the eighth hardest schedule this year with their who their opponents are going to be in the upcoming 2022 nfl campaign a lot of the teams you'll see here by the way in where the hardest schedules lie in fact two of the hardest three schedules in the league the raiders and the chiefs who have the hardest schedule again the afc west is going to be so so difficult not all four of those teams can make the postseason it was the chiefs and the raiders last year the raiders now are plus Plus 198, almost a $2 underdog to make the playoffs this year. And they got a lot better this offseason with adding Devontae Adams and having Derek Carr in place, adding Chandler Jones to the other side of the football to pair with Max Crosby. It's going to be so interesting from that perspective to see what these teams in the AFC will be able to do this upcoming season. And maybe there's your opportunity for Mac Jones. Again, the team win total for New England is eight and a half. Their odds to make the postseason as they did in 2021. Right now in the FanDuel Sportsbook for the Pats, that stands at plus 142. So there's some plus money value for you, Scott. If you think the Patriots can go over their team win total, at least get you nine wins, maybe get into double digits with 10 like they did a year ago and be a team in the AFC wildcard. Yeah, and listen, if they could survive the first four weeks, Ben, they open up at Miami. All right, that's going to be difficult. Uh, and, and they never, ever, ever, Tom Brady-led teams never win in Miami. Then they play at Pittsburgh. That's one of those, you know, is Pittsburgh going to be good? They're going to be bad? Then they got Baltimore at home, and then they got at Green Bay. If they could find a way to get out of that at 2-2, two and two, you know, maybe beat Pittsburgh if you don't believe in the Steelers and then maybe Baltimore at home or Green Bay, whatever, 2-2. Two and two. Then they got Detroit, Cleveland, Chicago, and the Jets. 
And boy, that, that's when you could get three or four wins, right? And, and now all of a mm -hmm. sudden, you're eight and a half, you're nine magic number. You're, you're sitting there at five already, and you got well over half the season left. You know, and even after that, they got the Colts at home. And then the bye week and then the Jets. I mean, they could really rattle off four or five wins there. And then once they get to that point, then it's, you know, the, the, then it's anybody's game. So uh, as long as they don't open up 0-4, uh, I, I think they're in a pretty good spot to get the nine wins. And it might seem simple, right? It's not the algorithms or the models or the projected data that we're using for Warren Sharp here to predict strength of schedule. But the way that Scott goes through and tries to find the win totals right there is the way I do it too. You just look across the schedule, you chalk it up. If you feel pretty confident in it, there's one. If you think it's a toss-up, there's a half. And by the time you're done looking through their 17 games, if you get to nine and a half, ten, and you think there's a possibility of that, that might be your discernible edge to go over the Pats team win total of eight and a half and again their odds to make the postseason plus 142 new england has the same price in the afc east to win that division at plus 400 as do the miami dolphins same exact number there same exact number scott for the Finns also to make the playoffs at plus 142 now he's not a second year quarterback but entering his third to a tongue of Iloa needs to prove himself a little bit and certainly based on what the dolphins did this offseason to acquire tyreek hill from kansas city he has a huge piece in place for this offense under new offensive minded head coach Mike McDaniel to at least try to prove himself in the NFL. Do you think Tua can do that? Not in year two, but in year three. I'm a Dolphins fan, so let's hope so. Yeah, it's amazing. I don't know what Buffalo's schedule is, but uh, we just mentioned that the New England has a tough first four games. Dolphins, same thing, you know, versus New England, obviously, at Baltimore, just like New England, Buffalo, and then at Cincinnati. Same thing, but if somehow or another you can get two and two out of that, you know, maybe win New England at home. Uh, they're not going to beat Buffalo. They're not going to beat Cincinnati. I maybe find a way to beat Baltimore somehow or another. They did, they did last year, right? So maybe that would be it, uh, and then go from there. So. I'd like to believe in my Dolphins, but I see these videos of two attacks trying to throw to Tyreek Hill and Tyreek Hill having to slow down to catch his passes. And I, and I hear Tua complaining to people at men press conferences about how his arm strength shouldn't be an issue. And whenever you complain about something saying it shouldn't, that generally means it is. Um, I kind of have my doubts about the Dolphins because I'm not a Tua fan at all. I was going to say, Scott. Tua better not hear you say that. He's going to come tell you that his left arm yeah. is full of strength and he can throw bombs 70 yards down the field that Tyreek Hill can't even dream of getting under. Yeah. Listen, all these NFL quarterbacks can throw it 60, 70 yards. It's can you throw mm -hmm. it on the run? Can you throw it under pressure? Can you throw it with shoulder pads on? Which, oh, by the way, Tua was not having on when he was throwing those passes, you know? And then, then yeah. when you're shifting to your left and you're stopping on the move, you know, it's just standing there and throwing. Yeah, every NFL quarterback can throw the football 70 yards. That's really not that big a deal anymore. It's in game, which Tua, you know, or game management. You know, blame it on the Dolphins offensive coordinator then if you want to but every pass was basically five yards down the field from two every dolphin fan in the world knows yeah. that so this is not something that we're making up i mean it was obvious he they weren't throwing the ball down the field with him he couldn't hit the broad side of the yeah. barn past 10 yards uh, over the line of scrimmage 
And Tua said that was more about the offensive coordination and the game calling and the play calling than it was about his inability to do so. In fact, in the first two years of his NFL campaign, of his NFL career in those past two seasons, 2020 and 2021, Tua actually had one of the highest completion percentages in all of football for balls thrown 25 or more yards in the air, yet he had some of the fewest amount of completions of that very, uh, of that very throw. So a catch 20. 22, if you will. We keep it rolling here on Football Full Circle on Sports Grid Radio. Up next on Sirius XM Channel 159. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Scott Wetzel and Ben Stevens. We're back live right here on a football Friday on Football Full Circle Sports Grid Radio and Sirius XM Channel 159 alongside Scott Wetzel on this Friday. I am Ben Stevens. All right, so one more quarterback, Scott, to discuss of the many quarterbacks we saw drafted in the first round of the 2022 NFL Draft looking to take that step into their second years of their career. And it's going to be a very interesting scenario to follow in San Francisco because we've mentioned a bunch of quarterbacks today. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, even Mac Jones in varying situations, Scott. But one that stands out to me is Trey Lance for the San Francisco 49ers. Now, Trey Lance played in six games last year. He didn't start all six of those, and it was Jimmy Garoppolo that was the quarterback when San Francisco made their postseason run into the NFC Championship game. It wasn't because of Jimmy G, but he was their quarterback under center there for Kyle Shanahan's offense. So technically, it's Trey Lance into his second year, but Scott, he doesn't have nearly as much game experience as these other quarterbacks who played last year as rookies now looking to take that leap into year two. 
Yeah, so what are you going to get out of him? I, I mean, you talk about just he's a, he's a no, misnomer. I mean, he's basically a rookie with a year's worth of practice under his belt. So, uh, and, and are we sure he's not – is he going to be the starting quarterback? I mean, you know, <laughs> Jimmy G is still there. I mean, it is amazing, yeah. right? I mean, you would have thought – I mean, who's going first, Jimmy G or, or Baker Mayfield? I mean, yeah. um, I, I just – you know, it, it's weird to hand over a championship caliber team to a quarterback who is in essence, you know, a rookie or at least, a, you know, an experienced quarterback like that unless he is just phenomenal uh in the uh, in, in preseason and all the other stuff but what the little we saw of him i wasn't that impressed i didn't think he was awful um by any stretch like i i'm thinking with uh, zach wilson but i mean who knows right i mean uh, how many how many times have you watched him play football i mean you know coming to where he came from so if you're a Niners fan, you got to hope that the Niners front office knows what the heck they're doing. If they get rid of Jimmy yep. G, who's not the greatest in the world, I get that. But, you know, he's got him to, uh, you know, an NFC championship game, got him a 10-point lead the fourth quarter. You know, he holds on. He's going to the Super Bowl. I don't think they beat yep. the Bengals, but you never know, you know, if the Rams are able to do it. So um, that's an enigma. That That's a real difficult I don't shy away from things too often, but boy, I, ben, I don't know what their over-under is. So FanDuel doesn't have a list in here in New York, but um, if it's nine and a half, eight and a half, nine and a half, I don't, I don't know if I would go over. I'll tell you what it is listed in Colorado on the FanDuel site. It is nine and a half, Scott, but the under has the yeah. plus money at plus 125. The over, nearly a dollar and uh, 50 cents worth of juice at minus 145 to go over nine and a half. That strong of juice, that much, nearly a dollar and a half, is at least a small way of the FanDuel Sportsbook saying, hey, we expect San Francisco to be a double-digit win team this upcoming year. And again, Trey Lance played in six games a season ago. He started three of them. He threw the ball 71 times in total, completing 41 of those 71 attempts for 603 yards in total a 57.7 percent completion percentage only averaging eight and a half yards per completion as well five touchdowns two interceptions obviously utilizing the legs a lot of the time as well even in games he didn't start in various packages as a part of Kyle Shanahan's offense but it is so interesting Joe or excuse me Scott you know Joe Lisi here most of the time Scott Wetzel here on this Friday but it is so interesting Scott because the nine and a half for a win total for San Francisco, with the over that considerably juiced at minus 145, it's not like there's that grace period for Trey Lance. The Niners right. reached the NFC Championship last year. Three years ago, also with Jimmy G, they played in the Super Bowl against the Kansas City Chiefs, having a lead early and often in that game. So there is that expectation for San Francisco to be a playoff team, to be a team that can truly contend for a conference championship. Trey Lance doesn't really get that buffer. He's expected to come in in right away and make an impact. And that's going to be tough. You know, they're, they're playing to maybe the toughest division in football, right? I mean, who's the, give me the Patsy win on their schedule. So not only does he have to come in, he's got to, you know, fill some decent-sized shoes, but he's got to come in and, and you know, be uh, dealing with the – it's a Super Bowl or bust for San Francisco, and he's got that crazy schedule with the Rams, Cardinals, and in Seattle, uh, which I still think Seattle's going to do something with, with their quarterback situation. But that's tough. I, I tell you um, – like I said, I, I want to know for sure, because if it's Jimmy G, I'm going over. If it's Trey Lance, I'm going under. 
It'll be very interesting to see also what happens with Jimmy Garoppolo. There is an expectation, as Kyle Shanahan said this week, after Jimmy G had an excused absence from mandatory minicamp for the Niners because he is still recovering from that offseason shoulder surgery, that he's not going to be a member of the Niners this upcoming year. Kyle Shanahan intimated at that during his press conference, even probably saying it a little bit more clearly. Jimmy G has been rehabbing away from the team facility. He said goodbye to reporters at their year-end press conference after the Niners were bounced in the NFC title game against the Rams. It seems like... 95% seems like this is Trey Lance's team now, for better or worse. And there hasn't been that much interest in the market in other areas to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo, as we might have expected, at least for teams that could really use an upgrade at quarterback because of that offseason shoulder surgery. He hasn't started throwing yet. That will come a little bit later on this summer. And then I think that trade interest will start to pick up a little bit more around the NFL. But you're right, Scott, it hasn't happened yet. So we're not entirely really sure what the Niners plan is for right now with Jimmy Garoppolo yeah I mean it, it's weird I, I know what they say but they've been saying that for almost a year now right I mean right. They, they, they said that basically when they drafted Trey Lance like okay yeah there's a pretty good chance Jimmy G's not going to be on our roster and all of a sudden there he is on the roster and there he is starting and there he is leading them to basically the entire year uh, except for the couple games that he got hurt there so you know Trey Lance never won over the starting job he was he was thrown in there when uh, he was, had to be thrown in there so I don't know I don't I don't you know when I see it I'll believe it my question would be would they play him anyway you know let's let, just let's go that say Jimmy G doesn't get traded no one's willing to offer them anything so the Niners are like you know what we might as well just hold on to him then kind of like the Browns with Baker do they go back to Jimmy last year of his contract or do they say the future starts now we're going to keep him but you know he's going to be yeah. the backup and we, we want to hand the reins over to Trey Lance It's a great question. I think all of their chips are pushed into the middle of the table here on Trey Lance. You don't trade up from the 12th pick in 2021 to go up to number three to get your guy if you don't think he's going to have success come the struggles that he may see in the NFL. You hope that he can get out of those struggles. You hope that in Kyle Shanahan's offensive mastermind of a scheme, he can figure out his way through it, where maybe he doesn't need to do all that much. But Scott, it's a good question you raise, and it's part of the question that I have for Sam Francisco there's so much talent up and down this roster Debo Samuel in the backfield with Elijah Mitchell who was incredible last year in his rookie season defensively of course with all that they have there Fred Warner Nick Bosa all that is there for the Niners it's a reason of course they were in the NFC championship game last year despite some of the struggles of Jimmy Garoppolo that the Niners figured it out in the second half of the season that they finished their final eight weeks winning a lot of those football games and getting into the post season but we'll have to see what that looks like now with Trey Lance who not only didn't play a ton last year Scott he hasn't played a ton of football in the last two years of course the FCS level in 2020 played a spring season which Trey Lance did not compete in because he was getting ready for the NFL draft of course he played his college football at North Dakota State so we haven't seen a ton of Trey Lance necessarily in the last two years but again you made the move to get him at number three overall You leapfrogged a bunch of teams to go get your guy, not Justin Fields, not Mac Jones, who had played a ton of football, but to get Trey Lance. So I think if you push all your chips into the middle of the table and, you know, this is where you have things with Trey Lance, Scott, he's going to be your guy, even if he struggles maybe early on in the second year of his NFL career. Yeah, I'm going to throw one more at you because I know we want to move on here, maybe do a little college football. But uh, one guy I don't think you were planning on bringing up, 
but this guy actually had the most 300-yard passing games out of any oh. rookie quarterback last year. Wasn't Zach Wilson? I know where you're going. Wasn't Justin Fields? Wasn't Mac Jones? Wasn't Trey Lance? Wasn't Trevor Lawrence? Good old Davis Mills of the Houston Texans. Not only did he have the most, he had twice as many. He had four. None of those other rookie quarterbacks had more than two. So do you believe in uh, Davis Mills uh, maybe making the next step? Because his upside, now I think Mac Jones was probably uh, been the most level, but the spikes were as high as anybody with Davis Mills as any of those other quarterbacks. Certainly so. I mean, look at the game log for Davis Mills from early December on. Really, that December 12th game against the Seahawks, the final five weeks of that NFL campaign, a better than 63% completion percentage in all five of those final games. It's some really good games, like the game against Char the Chargers in week 16, 21 of 27, 254, a 77.8% completion percentage, two touchdowns, not a single interception. So, Scott, it's not so much do I believe in Davis Mills. I'm not sure necessarily what his ceiling is going to be at the NFL level, but the Houston Texans certainly believe in Davis Mills. Of course, they fired David Coley this past offseason. They elevated Lovey Smith, who was the defensive coordinator to now be the head man. But one of the biggest indications to me, Scott, in that coaching search that they pretty much just kept it cookie cutter was also keeping Pep Hamilton, the offensive coordinator, who is seen as an offensive quarterback guru of sorts and is credited a lot with bringing Davis Mills along in his rookie season that they have optimism in Pep, they have optimism in Davis Mills, and that's why they didn't really try to do much more this offseason. Now, what is the expectation for Houston? They have a team win total of four and a half. Whoop-de-doo. If Davis Mills leads the Texans to a 5-12 and 12 year, are we thrilled with that? Can we be mad about Davis Mills? Can we question how good of an NFL quarterback he's going to be, or is that right on par with expectations? So that's where I think it's very interesting, Scott, when you put that into you know perspective. What do we think this team is capable of? And if Davis Mills gets them there, is that enough or do we need to see more? Right. And how about some of the over-unders of these? And I will say this about Mills as well. With his 300-yard games, three out of the four were in legitimate games. He, he throws for 312 against a, a good Patriots team, obviously, right? That was 25-22. That, that was a competitive game. In fact, they should have won that game. Uh, they, they blew it. Uh, you know, 331 against Seattle may have been the one that was just a blowout, 33-13. But the 301 against the Tennessee, that was 28-25. And the other 301 was, yeah. was a competitive game as well. So they, it wasn't garbage time yards. I'll ask you this with that four and a half, and, and I could throw this at with Carolina as well. Would you like it a lot, lot, lot more? Would, is it worth taking a flyer if I told you Baker Mayfield was going to be the Houston Texans quarterback or the Carolina Panthers quarterback? Because if you wanted to take a chance, right, we all think yep. Baker's not going to be on Cleveland when everything is said and done. Uh, boy, you sitting on an over four and a half Houston or over whatever Carolina is, five and a half, six and a half, whatever they are, with, with Baker at quarterback? Not that I'm a big Baker yep. fan, but... Boy, I'd like that bet. For sure. And Joe Lisi has brought up that point here. Why won't the Houston Texans go make a move for Baker Mayfield? To bring him back to his home state at least generate some enthusiasm around this franchise that really doesn't have a ton of it at the moment. So, yeah, the four and a half with Baker would entice me a lot more. The four and a half even with Davis Mills is not all that unenticing. It's just not necessarily the sexiest bet on the board. The Texans last year, Scott, as you know, booked as an underdog in 16 of their 17 games. They were 8 
negate against the spread. That's what we yeah. love in this industry. We love when a team that is not expected to win a football game, booked as a dog, is competitive and covers numbers. And you hope that at some point, covering numbers means winning football games as you stay closely in them. All right, one final segment of Football Full Circle on this Friday coming your way on the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to Football Full Circle with Scott Wetzel and Ben Stevens. We end out this week here on Football Full Circle, a Football Friday to end out today's show as well on the Sports Grid Radio Network and Sirius XM Channel 159. He's Scott Wetzel on this Friday. I am Ben Stevens. A bit of news today, Scott, in the college football realm, the ever-evolving landscape of college football with a new wrinkle today. Houston, Cincinnati, and UCF, all teams departing from the AAC, joining the Big 12, officially will make that move July 1st of next summer. July 1st, 2023 negotiating a deal to get out of the AAC early and join the Big 12 maybe earlier than we expected. That official date once again, Scott, July 1st, 2023, the changing landscape of conferences in college football. Yeah, I tell you what, what's going to be left of the AAC, right, without those three monsters? So I'm surprised the the guys from the Big 12 and the and the SEC, we talked a little bit before in one of the breaks, haven't got that thing resolved. I really, Ben, I really thought that would have been done this year. I thought they would have force-fed this thing and uh, let these guys go, bring in the SEC. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, then you were saying about how the, the payment is going to be spread out over a 14-year period. And this conference might not even be around in the next couple right. of years, let alone 14 right i mean uh i don't know why they would ever agree to that that that's kind of weird to, to me but uh yeah it, it never ends the college football eventually i think it will be like two kind of divisions the, the monster monsters and then everybody else 
The Big 12's lawyers, or Houston and Cincy and UCF's lawyers, celebrating on this Friday afternoon for sure. Initially, as Scott was alluding to there, the AAC was asking for reportedly 40 to $45 million to exit the league early. It's going to be an $18 million exit fee. $8 million for the early exit and just $10 million to exit early or just to exit in general. So a really good negotiating job from yeah. a fiscal standpoint for Houston, UCF, and Cincy. Scott Wetzel, thank you so much for filling in today. I am Ben Stevens. Everybody, that is Football Full Circle for the week. The Money Line is up next on Sports Grid Radio. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.